Welcome to Popback. I'm your host Momo, and it's time to talk about Halloween. Yes, I know Halloween. I know you're thinking, isn't it a little late? Uh, I was sick, so I didn't get to do my Halloween thing. Let me have this. So anyway, we're doing Halloween two today. We watched Halloween one last year. If you want to check that out, definitely just do a search. This movie continues right where the last one left off. Like it's the same night. Shit's going wild. There's people trying their best to not freak out about the whole situation but you know it's happening across the street at their neighbor's house so there's definitely some freaking out to be had especially when michael myers does this great thing that is one of my favorite things that michael myers does is he walks around in the background of of shots and you if you do if you blink you miss him but he's in the background of shots and he definitely makes you paranoid about your very own life this is something i struggled with (laughs) when i saw the uh, 2018 Halloween movie, which is fantastic. It's probably the the next Halloween movie that we're going to watch with my friends, but uh, I've already reviewed it, so definitely give that a search. Uh, I have reviewed that one. It was fantastic, but it definitely gave me the paranoia of, oh man, he could be anywhere. He could be in the background, and I'm just blinking and missing him every time. How do you miss a guy with a bright white mask on at night? Well, it was very easy for one of the characters in this movie who hits a kid who's dressed up similar to Michael Myers, meaning he's wearing a funny mask, probably a William Shatner mask, because, you know, and a jumpsuit for reasons. Like, this happened the same night Michael Myers started doing his thing, which doesn't make sense that he's dressing up as Michael Myers. So who is he dressing up as? I'm gonna go with a really low-budget and low-rent Frankenstein. Just, that's just where I'm going with that. Because he kind of looked a little green when they showed him. Mikey survives the issues that plagued him last time, which were, I believe, six gunshots to the chest. If I'm remembering the first movie correctly, I do remember he was, like, dead at the last movie. We, we've we've solved the case. He's done. We can go home. But no, he's not dead. And he gets up from taking six gunshots to the chest and falling out of a window. So you're like, hmm, something's up here. Why is he like this? For transparency's sake, this is one of my favorite movies. I watched this movie as a kid a ton of times. But I, there's a lot of it my brain just decided it was too traumatic for me to remember. So, rewatching this with my friends, they were treated to some awful, awful stuff. And I am so sorry, guys. But I forgot that, that was in there. My brain just kind of shut that in the vault and turned the key. So, the movie title hit with a bass drop. Like, it hits... Uh, it's it's indescribable. Like, I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna try to find a video on YouTube to the bass drop and post it in the doobly-doo. But it's one of the coolest moments I think I've ever seen in a movie. Like, I genuinely started cheering when it happened. Uh, they, they hit the movie, it hit that title music, and honestly, the Halloween theme goes kind of hard. Like, it really is a bop by itself. I found myself whipping and nay-naying to it, and then going, hmm, that fits too well. So we're introduced to Jimmy, who our, our protagonist, man, I, think, I can't remember her name because, full disclosure, I record these a little, I record these on Jupiter, if you get my meaning. Uh, so it's a little hard for me to... Uh, remember names a lot of the times, but, uh, our scream queen there, Lori, Lori, she goes to the hospital and she's being, uh, flirted with against her very own will by this guy, Jimmy. And Jimmy is a pain in the ass because every time he sees her, there's this really good nurse. Like she's a really good nurse at the hospital, nurse Alves. And I made sure to write her name down because I respect her so much. She is telling Jimmy, knock it the fuck off. He's like an EMT. And she's like, knock it the fuck off, Jimmy. Flirting with the patients. He's like, yeah, but that's my little brother's classmate. That doesn't make me 
trust you alone in a room with her anymore, Jimmy. But then he has another EMT that works with him named Bud, who seems to be a bit older than he is, seems to be giving him advice like, hey, you know, here's some advice. While he's smoking a roach in the uh, <laughs> cafeteria, he's just giving him bad advice. This reads like an episode of Good Idea, Bad Idea from Animaniacs, and it's like, good idea. He tells uh, Jimmy, don't get involved with patients. Bad idea. Get involved with nurses. And I'm like, ah, Bud, come on, Bud. It rolls off the tongue so well that that's probably why his name is Bud. And I can see them naming Jimmy, Jimmy, just because they figured it's the name of a youngster. Ah, young Jimmy, you don't know anything. It's typically the scapegoat character we talk to when we're talking to people. So you have this kind of naive kid in Jimmy who's really like, ah, I really like Lori. Uh, And even though she's very vulnerable right now, she kind of looks hot. I'm not gonna lie, in that hospital bed or whatever's wrong with him. And, uh, he he ends up giving Lori some, a little bit of hope, like, oh, you know, I'm gonna help you out of this situation, you know? She has somebody who has her back. But at the same time, he's a little predatory. (laughs) So if I was Lori, I'd also not trust him. And it seems like she's in the hospital and she kind of is dealing with the trauma poorly. And the people at the hospital don't seem to be prepared to deal with trauma. This is a small town. And they don't really have too many traumatic events probably that happen in small towns, right? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I lived in the big city my entire life, so I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) But I just figured that the doctors and nurses here wouldn't really know how to process that. Whereas in New York City, I could probably watch a man die just going home from school. Preparedness you have in hospitals and towns versus hospitals and cities. But, um, so Lori is having a bad time, and they're trying, Nurse Alves is trying to, she, she kind of digs into this one, uh, employee for being late, but she's like, look, you know, their lateness can literally cost lives, and it's like, I, I'm on Nurse Alves' side with this, she's actually kind of a good nurse. Let's go back to Mikey for a second and discuss that he is actually a mastermind at how to kill people, he is just a murder savant the only thing we've known that he's done since he was a child according to his doctor was sit in a room and stare into space so he's not like he's reading books or encyclopedias on how to uh, correctly insert an iv into somebody's arm but he knows exactly how to do it and he does it flawlessly draining all the blood out of this fucking out of my favorite character which made me go, no, sometimes these movies leave you in a weird place because you're rooting for the horrible murderer to murder people, but it's because they give you the worst humans on earth as the people that you're stuck with (laughs) for this ride. So when they finally get taken out of the plot, you're like, thank God, right? Like, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe, I'm so happy that Mikey not only killed them, but did it violently. Great. Um, (laughs) so So when Bud got killed, you were absolutely like, yes, good. But when the nurse that was screwing around with Bud got killed, you were like, hmm, the death for her kind of seemed disproportionate, I think. A little bit more ruthless and cruel to her considering Bud was the piece of shit who got them in that situation in the first place. We also see the slow elevator trope that they repeat in the Silent Hill movie, which was just as awesome in that movie, even though what followed was horrendous. (laughs) I think this is the absolute beginning of that trope, the, you know, oh my god, the elevator is so slow, and I'm pressing the button desperately, so it closes faster, and the killer is walking so slow, and here he comes, oh god. Uh, That anxiety, great, awesome filmmaking. Like, everything about this movie 
little things were like, damn, and this was done on a on a small budget. Damn, you don't get art like this anymore. Got, uh, Mikey walking around in the background of shots. The super dramatic doctor. The crazy inventive murders that Mikey comes up with with people, even though they don't really make sense for Mikey to know how to do them. It's like, hey, whatever, we're having a good time. The music, when they decide to play the music, I just wish some of the deaths were switched around in order of <laughs> deserved it to least deserved it. That would have made it a perfect movie for me. Jimmy slips on the blood and falls on the back of his head. This, for some reason, is the most interesting death to me in the whole movie. Like, I think he died of that, like, concussion. Because we don't see him again. Because it was like no fault of Mikey at all. It was just Jimmy's incompetence and Jimmy being Jimmy. And sometimes that, sometimes you're Jimmy, right? Like, oops. And <laughs> he went out horribly. And again, gave Laurie a little bit of hope by thinking he was going to drive her away from the situation. Even though Mikey had the foresight to pop all the tires uh, in the garage. Again, doesn't make much sense, but because this movie is so good everywhere else, I'm kind of willing to overlook it. It does impact the score at the end of the day, though, for this movie. There was some eye stuff that I wasn't cool with, and some syringe stuff that I wasn't cool with, that I that I locked up in trauma jail in my brain, but everything else in this movie was fantastic, and I remember watching it with my little brother, who was really young. He's four years younger than me, and I seen this movie, I, I had to be about nine when I, like, got obsessed with this movie, well, how did that happen? Well, my grandmother is really big into horror movies. Like, my grandmother is the most goth that you've ever met. Uh, and she's really into horror movies, so we... And she ended up with the VHS for Halloween 2, and I ended up watching it a lot. My little brother was horrified of this movie, and I always make fun of him. Like, you're such a wimp. How are you scared of this movie? This movie. And it's because I locked away the horrible eye and syringe stuff in my vault and forgot that it existed, because, oh my god, to this day, he hears, uh, Mr. Sandman, and is terrified, uh, I'd hear it, and I'm like, oh, good times, so, Mikey, Loomis sacrifices himself to kill Mikey, by blowing himself up, and, you know, the movie ends with Mikey's mask burning, and all that stuff, and it's very, it, it parallels the pumpkin burning at the beginning, I think that this movie was fantastic, I had everything you could ever want, the right amount of mystery, intrigue, uh, horrible murders. We watched it at night, which was also good. Halloween 2 is a classic. Uh, it does have some problems, and therefore it is not spared from the judgment of my classroom grades. So for this movie, I'm gonna have to give Halloween 2, unfortunately, a B plus. I know, I know, I know. It should, it, it could have been an A, but I felt like some of the deaths were disproportionate, and some of the deaths were like legitimately like, oh my god, what am I watching? Uh, which can be great in some cases. Like, if you're watching Saw, it's so ridiculous, it gets to a comical degree, right? And you, when you tune into Saw, you know what you're signing up for. Uh, slasher movies, I tend to typically use as, like, soul food for me. They're, like, comfort food. I tend to not want to be too traumatized watching a horror movie, but I do like some inventive kills. Like, I don't know, it's it's weird. It's very much like Mortal Kombat for me, where I can kind of separate myself from it. And I think practical effects we're really good in that way because you can see something that's obviously fake get cut open and you're like, oh, that's just, that's just the dummy. That's just the dummy. Whereas CGI, um, even though it kind of looks fake a lot of the times, sometimes it's fake, but in such a scientifically accurate way that it's disturbing. It's weird. I don't know. Practical effects for the win. I give this movie B plus. It did what it was supposed to do. I was thoroughly spooked. Um, Mikey is great. I kind of really want to watch the, the latest Halloween movie, even though it doesn't make any sense. Just because I really kind of like Halloween. I think I like Michael Myers more. 
I think I like Halloween more than Friday the 13th, but I just like the aesthetics of Jason more than I like the aesthetics of Michael Myers. But uh, I still like Michael Myers a great deal. Um, Thanks so much for listening.